This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Wes Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle Damasaurus, The Number Jeff, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Dave, Jonathan, Mandy, Mailman Sean, swear to God that's his name, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karun, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out daily. Did you guys see Vin Diesel's message to The Rock? No. Dear little brother asking him to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise? Wait, Vin Diesel was asking The Rock to come back? Yes, bitch. And referred to The Rock as little brother? Yes. The Rock is like a foot taller than I Chubby know. Vin Diesel. I <laughs> There's this 26, no, I guess it was a 2020 interview with Robert Pattinson where he tries to make spaghetti in a microwave with aluminum foil and blows up the microwave in the middle of a Zoom interview. <laughs> Fucking yes. How great it must be to be rich, oblivious, and handsome. <laughs> it's great, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your handsome virgin, Todd. This Wait, hang on. I want to change that. He's, he's never been handsome that. before. It's his first time being handsome. <laughs> and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. And this week, Mikey made us watch Blood, Blood Diner. Diner. Now, Mikey, how did you come across this movie? Well, I was researching powerful feminist horror directors. <laughs> Bullshit! Bullshit, mama! <laughs> Bullshit! I saw this at a film festival and immediately it was like, how have I never seen this movie? This is maybe the best Mikey movie I've never seen. I must share this with the world. I've come back from the mountain on high with Blood Diamond on the tablet. Not Blood Diamond, <laughs> Blood Diner, which is the mistake that I've made a number of times is saying Blood Diamond, which is a really interesting, good movie. Yeah, Blood Diamond's a great movie. Not a horror movie, but it's a great movie. I can see that you guys are going to hate on this, but this, I think, is a very successful horror comedy. No. No, it's no, not. No, Mikey. This is what not. would happen if you left 13-year-olds unsupervised on a movie set. Oh, you mean it's directed by a woman? Yeah. I don't okay. care. Women can still make misogynist exploitation cinema, which <sighs> is absolutely what this is. Yeah, this movie's so dumb. Yeah. Like, yes. So yes. Dumb. It is terrible. That, to me, it's very enjoyable being so dumb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every line of dialogue is 80 yard. By the same guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like three different people <laughs> sound the same. Yeah. I think this movie is one man's conversation with himself. <laughs> And I am here for it. I also feel like every single person is trying to get their lines out as fast as they can yeah. with no inflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, if I go to the APB and go to the like vegetable thing, you meet me and you're just like, what? This movie has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. How? Does it have one review who's like split on it? Like, I it's don't got, understand how that's possible. It's got six reviews. Okay. <laughs> I challenge every listener to go correct that score because that uh, is terrible. It should be uh, at 100, correct? This movie <laughs> is so bonkers. It, there's just so much going on in each scene yes. that it entertains. I would argue that it entertains. This movie was very hard to watch for me. It was very hard to watch for me, too. Yeah. Well, I, I'll put it to you this way. There are certain parts of this movie that are so bad they made me laugh really, really, really hard. Yes, me um, too. 
But then there are huge sections of this movie that are unwatchable. And, and I don't just mean they're so bad. I mean, there are things going on that make it difficult to withstand this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Did you throw up during this movie, Todd? Yeah. Yeah. I Ugh. figured you might because I got very close. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is like a drive-in Midnight movie, grindhousey kind of thing. Only if you got buckets in your car, because holy shit. I saw it in a theater with a bunch of people, and it was... Did other people throw up? No, everybody laughed. It was a very energetic theater. I had to pause the film, so I did not throw up, like, multiple times. That makes me so happy for y'all. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It was... Not good. And oh, and there was no need for it. There are huge sections of this movie that like... There's no need for any of this movie. There's no need the for any part. of this movie. That's, I mean, yes and no. But it's it makes it re- really complicated to watch where you're just like, I can't understand a word anyone is saying because they are shouting at maximum speed at all times. And the sound mix is so terrible that sometimes the score is louder than the people yeah. talking. Yeah. And they're in the foreground. But then also, there are so many different things going on that maybe connect to each other, maybe don't, or don't connect at all, but you're supposed to have known and understood why they're there, and you're just like, I don't understand what's happening most of the time in this movie. I just know that I'm gonna barf, and I don't like it. (laughs) This is precisely the experience I wanted for you, too. I'm glad this is happening. This movie made me laugh so much. It don't again, there are moments that are very like the first scene <laughs> where the mom is like, "Where are you little shitheads? I got to go buy some goddamn tampons." <laughs> and just walks out the door and walks out of their lies forever, Paige. <laughs> I shit you not. I at that point in this movie was like, "I may have horribly misjudged Mikey." <laughs> and then we got to the restaurant and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> nope, I was right. Yeah, I had to watch this movie on my phone. Uh, that was probably a better experience. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't an app for my LG Smart TV or my Vizio Smart TV, so I yeah. it was either that or watch it on my work laptop, and I decided not to work watch it on my work laptop. Yes, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I watched it on my podcast laptop. Yeah, and uh, but because I had to watch it on a laptop, that meant I had to watch it with headphones, and do not. So yeah, Mikey, why do you like this movie? I think there's a certain horror fan that loves movies like this that are just stupid and over the top and funny and gratuitous gore and violence and ridiculousness. I was here for all of the gore. I'm not here for the vomit and the the vomity sounds. Yeah, that was where I drew the line. See, that stuff doesn't bother me on a movie. Yeah, it really bothers me. Like oh, so this much. movie is a one on the scary scale for me, but like on the gross out stuff, it's like a 10. This yeah. shit was yeah. so gross. <laughs> but I will agree, Mikey, there is like a subset of like I wouldn't even say it's specific to horror. Like there are people who love terrible movies just because they're absurd and like all over the place. Like the amount of people that love The Room, like and that that movie's objectively terrible. This movie is worse than that. So like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't somehow. have that much um, of a following. I also picked it because it shows that the oldest brother, Michael, 
Mikey. Yeah, he's referred to Mikey in the movie. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're yeah. in this movie. And how shitty a younger brother can be trying to fuck up all the plans that the family has. For His them. younger brother should have been wearing a helmet. Yeah, because <laughs> I am worried about him. Like he, scene to scene, his brother changes. Where there are certain scenes where it seems like he does not speak and only communicates through grunts. But then all of a sudden he'll like say full ass sentences and be a crazy murderer. And it's, I don't know what's happening. It's like a full pinky in the brain type situation. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. I will say the room is better than this, but mainly because at least in the room, people read their lines with inflection and there is no inflection in this entire film. We don't know how the actors read their lines. We only know how the person reading the lines reads the lines. I know how they read their lines. They read their lines into a microphone after the movie was shot because (laughs) none of this movie... That that detective, that is not his voice. No. Not only the detective, the, the female detective that comes from New York who is doing some sort of accent that I cannot fathom and I could not understand a word she said. It is all over the place, man. It is all over yeah. the place. But here's the thing. So without the vomit, I would love this and it would be room level for me. But the vomit made it so hard to watch. Is that it just I, that one scene where the guy, the big guy no, vomits on everybody? It is every time they are in the restaurant, there is an audio track of vomiting noises that just constantly plays to the point where it's like, I can't hear what anyone's saying. I can only hear vomiting noises. And if I keep listening to it, I will also vomit. And so like, that's the thing. It's like everything that takes place outside of that. Hilarious. Well, I think maybe that's why I relate to this film because it's (sighs) vegans are such a problem. And (laughs) whenever I hear them talk, I just hear a vomit noise track playing over and over again. And it's really funny to watch a movie that paints all vegans as a cult, a cannibalistic cult. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Can we have a moment to ask why every single... Because we meet multiple owners, purveyors of vegetarian restaurants in this film. And all of them have cleavers. Why? Not vegetable cleavers, by the way. No, because they didn't make vegetable cleavers. cleavers. They're all meat cleavers. <laughs> Sometimes you run up against a really prickly celery stalk. You got to really hammer at it. Sometimes your dummy gets out of out of hand. Uh, you gotta, oh, you oh, we got to talk about the fucking dummy. Uh, but <laughs> my only thinking was coconuts was, would be the only reason you would have a cleaver. But I was just like, why does everyone have meat cleavers and no one's serving meat? <laughs> I have a legit question for Mikey, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you too, Paige. Is Johnny Hitler like a thing? Was he like a wrestler back in the day? No, he no. was not a thing. Also, for a movie that does not take place during World War II, there are three... 100% too many people dressed as Hitler yeah, in yeah, this movie. because the band, they're like, they've yeah, got Nazi yeah, armbands yeah. and brown shirts and brown ties. Yeah. The lead singer of the band reminds me of Todd just cutting that salami, throwing it into the crowd. Oh, that was so fucking funny. He was one of my favorite characters in the film. Thank you. There is a lot of Hitlers in it. I will give you that. It's an uncomfortable amount of Hitlers. There is a mount and a, a, there is, what is the a official bunch of uncomfortable amount of Hitlers. Is it one? Yeah, what what amount of Hitlers would make you comfortable, Michael? Yeah. I feel like more than one is very uncomfortable for me, but they all do get their comeuppance. 
They all die. All Hitlers die in this Johnny movie. Hitler, Johnny Hitler. Johnny Hitler doesn't Hitler die. Lived. He does get Evander Holyfielded, but I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he got like bit in the Achilles, and that's gonna get infected, especially back then. Well, especially bit by that guy who like has only been eating humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And cats, because I think he was cooking cats before they started cooking people. Delicious. Uh, no, I I got, I got the impression cats are not delicious. Pages joking clearly i mean we don't know we for don't sure. know well let's not find out i just wanted to pick this movie again to be like if you could go to a diner and cook your own legs oh my <laughs> I, okay, god mikey, I'm, like professional. You know, I'm here mikey everyone thinks it's delicious so we're missing out by not eating our discarded limbs i agree but also that restaurant or at least the building where they filmed that restaurant is on hollywood boulevard and I have been to it because it is now a pizza place. And now for a hot second, I'm like, what was on that pizza? Oh what was on God. that pizza? I, I, I kind of picked this movie because it deals with every maybe inside joke we've ever had all together in a movie where I'm like, oh, true. there's a lot of Hitlers in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the PCH. There's there, the PCH is in this movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Only for like two seconds. I think someone went back in time and made this movie for us to review. I think they made it and for added you. Extra Hitler's just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Hitler playing the saxophone is an image that I don't hate having, and then he gets killed. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, I I prefer the Inglorious Bastards Hitler being riddled with bullets during in a movie theater. That's my favorite version of Dead. Yeah, Hitler. I don't want sexy shirtless Hitler playing sax on a beach for Lost Boys. <laughs> no, actually, wait a second. I really need someone to do a face swap for that. I want to see that face swap for sure. Look, saxophone Hitler got raided. From a woman with a mouth for a stomach, and that's just how it is. Yeah, when I saw this, I had to look up when the thing came out because I was like, "Did the thing rip off this movie?" But no, no, absolutely not. No, 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 it didn't. It didn't. But I, I did look it up because I was like, "Holy shit, they're doing the thing from the thing." Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a disturbing fact? Sure, because there are not a lot of fun facts for this movie. Oh, well, these are all just sad facts. Rich okay, Burks, cool. the guy who played... Little Hitler? No, he played the the older brother. He played Mikey, right? He was in three movies total, okay. all of which came out in 1987, and he never acted again. His brother, who played George, is still acting. I know, because I recognized him, and I can't think of where I've seen him. Yeah, that dude... Still works. You may have seen him on NCIS. He guest starred as Johnny Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, here's my question about Johnny Hitler. And maybe, Michael, you can uh, illuminate this for me. Okay. Is Johnny Hitler a true Hitler, like a descendant of the Hitler? Or... Did he just, like, was he born in the Hitler or did he? <laughs> was he adopted? Is he like, a, like did, did he bane it? I get it. Yeah, um, exactly. did, did he bane Hitler? He merely adopted the Hitler. <laughs> I, I don't know because I couldn't hear those pre-wrestling interviews great. Yeah, because you can't hear anything in this movie, <laughs> Because he's chopping so loud while Johnny Hitler talks. He's not chopping. He's throwing vegetables around the restaurant that's, like, packed with people. Yeah, Todd, we've all been to a vegan restaurant. We get it. <laughs> you ever been a wild cow here in town? I'd yeah. go more if it was like this place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where they were serving meat? Yeah, I'd go to a vegan restaurant if it served meat. Yeah, uh, same. No, no, Johnny Hitler's just yelling through his interviews, 
It doesn't make any sense. I would have to follow that wrestling organization to really get Johnny Hitler's story. Johnny's arc is he a heel? heel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be a heel. He has to be a heel. Yeah. Here's where, like, I see so many missed opportunities in this movie. It's funny though it is because it's so <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no shit. How <laughs> funny would it have been in his pre pre fight interviews if he would talk the way Hitler used to talk in speeches. That's what I thought they were going for. That's what I thought they were going for too, but they completely missed the mark and it's just scream. Oh my God. That would have been legit amazing. I, I would have been scandalized, but then I couldn't look away. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. And I would have been glad that he got bit at least later and would have hoped that someone would have finished still the job. Hitler, he style. still deserves to be bit, Paige. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I was glad he got bit. I like would have wanted someone to finish the job, but like, you know. I didn't know who to root for. You had the cannibal killers saying, you suck Hitler. And I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I agree with the cannibalistic serial murderer. <laughs> Too many times in this movie, I agreed with the serial killers. And yeah. I was like, I don't like this at all. I can't believe that the person named Hitler survives this movie. <laughs> Only one third of Hitler survived this movie. <laughs> Just like World War II. Have I told you? Yeah, true. Have I told you about the time I showed one of my uh, high school friends in Glorious Bastards for the first time. Like she came to visit me in LA and we watched it and no, she, that's an experience. <laughs> okay. Because she was like sitting and reading a Cosmo the whole time and like not actually paying attention. And she was like, I mean, it was in a lot of French, but like, I'm glad we killed Hitler. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, when we shot him in that movie theater. And I was like, Wait, she thought historically that's what happened? Yes, and we were in AP history together. I'm like, girl, what? Oh, yeah, my great-grandfather like killed Hitler with his bare hands or whatever. <laughs> and then founded that restaurant where he cooked Hitler. And painted <laughs> shitty restaurant paintings. <laughs> that's a glorious every joke fits in this movie I'm telling you all I'm saying is this is the weirdest prequel to Good Burger I have ever seen <laughs> welcome to Good Hitler would you the like to be home of the Good Hitler can I take your I, my only regret is that I did not watch this as a child I mean uh, 12 year old Mikey would have loved this movie yeah. I feel like this would turn a child into a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> 12-year-old Mikey would have been fascinated by the boobs, and that would have made the movie for you. The boobs, none of the boobs are sexy in this movie, ever. None of them. Mikey's very picky about his boobs. It's just so... We don't have time to talk about your history of admiring boobs. It's a history that continues to this day, Paige. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the proud tradition of Clan McBoob. <laughs> That's a clan I'm here for. All right. We uh, need to just get into this movie because there's honestly a, there's lot, a lot to, to talk about. Yeah. there's a, They put a lot of stuff in the background during it's every scene. It's a fucking 80-minute movie that has everything. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the monster truck rally of exactly. movies. It is the monster truck rally version of movies and i'm glad that you guys are coming more on board with this no oh, oh no mikey no, no, no. i fully hated this movie i'm not sure i'll ever forgive you but we're gonna have fucking fun yeah we're gonna have fun talking about it i did not have fun watching parts of it but we're gonna have fun talking about yeah. it all right so first thing on the screen is the disclaimer talking about mass homicide and blood cults and cannibal rituals Still which by it is it is not. It was never part of that war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the South, we call the war of Christmas aggression. <laughs> no, the war of Noel aggression. Is what it should be. You can't even say Rudolph anymore. Uh, they made the cups at Starbucks green, not red. They wouldn't let the reindeer play in the other reindeer games. <laughs> Sorry. We had to kill Rudolph. He was not like the others. Oh, no. Johnny Hitler's orders. <laughs> no. No, Johnny Hitler, this is not Man in the Iron Castle or Man in the High Tower. Yeah, Man in the High Tower. Man in the High Tower. That's where we get Johnny Hitler. Uh, anyway, so it's a Jackie Kong film, but also that disclaimer, and they have someone read it out loud. It is word salad. Yeah. It makes no it's sense. It's like buzzword, 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 synchronicity, buzzword, like synergy. <laughs> like so- it's The disclaimer says... You could throw up. You guys did not listen. I didn't think they were that serious. But also, it, this sounds like it came from Hell's marketing department. This <laughs> is so crazy. It's kind of. It's supposed to be like Texas Chainsaw, but like just cocaine, just just cocaine everywhere. <laughs> I don't even think we could blame cocaine for this. This is not even like cocaine would be more coherent. Like cocaine gave us maximum overdrive, and that makes more sense than this movie. I've never seen maximum overdrive, but I'm confident you are correct. That's another <laughs> really great Mikey film. Yeah. Stephen King directs it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we cut to a room full of Life magazines, and it's this apartment or house, I guess it's a house because it has a lawn, is so badly lit that half the screen is dark. Just like real houses. I mean, kind of, but like in a movie, it's not <laughs> supposed to look that way. We're going to have a long episode. If you're gonna, we can't talk about the lighting. It's just terrible throughout. Let's just move on. Well, there's one other place that I have to talk about it because I couldn't see what was going on and had to adjust the brightness of my computer to try and figure out what was happening. <laughs> but we'll get to it. I watched this on my Samsung smart TV and it looked fantastic. That is impossible. Anyway, so- I watched this on my iPhone 13 Pro and it was fine. It looked fine. <laughs> no. It sounded like shit. It does sound like <laughs> shit. So there's a ton of like toys, fake food, everything just strewn everywhere. This house is a mess. It is like a hoarder, but only for Play-Doh. It's real strange. That's what kids are, kids are like, Paige. That's what two brothers are like. I, that's true. That's true. That's true. And he's the one that grew up to be a chef. Like he was, he had the food in him early. He had to get it out through a Play-Doh. Yeah. Because making Play-Doh eggs is just like making a plate of eggs. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. My my godson loves to cook, and so I bought him like a bunch of play baking food and stuff. So like, I get it. Sure, that that tracked for me. This movie is basically Ratatouille, except of, except <laughs> instead of a rat, it's a brain with two eyeballs in a jar. <laughs> in a jar. Yeah. And honestly, I preferred it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we we pan across the room. It's these two boys playing and their mom walks through the room and is just like, where are those little shitheads? And from outside, we get like a Halloween sidewalk shot. Yeah. Kind of uh-huh. like the ones we get like of the shape. Yeah. And you hear the. <sighs> it's like an asthmatic guy walking on the street. Right. <gasps> I mean, and we also hear the radio saying like someone murdered a bunch of co-eds and like. Oh, uh, I wrote yeah. down. Oh, I wrote God, down what I'm the radio so said. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, the mom leaves and she's like, don't let anyone in. I ran out of goddamn tampons and then leaves <laughs> never to return to the film again. Or their lives. Or their lives. Uh, now, here's where we hear the radio where 
uh, they're looking for the murderer of the all girls glee club slaying. Yeah. You can find him with a meat cleaver in one hand and his genitals in the other. <laughs> yeah. I was actually super scared that when he beat that door down, which we find out like he's their uncle, he probably wouldn't have <laughs> keys. Like, why does he break the I door down? So bonkers. It's the funniest shit ever. Well, you've never had an Uncle Jimbo. <laughs> but when he busts through the door, I was afraid we were going to see a meat cleaver in his dong. I was very glad we did not. Obviously, he tossed the evidence. He tossed his dong? <laughs> the best part is he keeps referring to when he had to cut it off because he fucked up the whole, the yeah. whole summoning. So funny. So, meanwhile, in the house, Mikey, the older boy, has... Georgie get him the dog and he's going to try and hypnotize the dog and yeah. it does not work but we do hear a cat sound instead of a dog yeah sound, yeah which was very very funny <laughs> did to you see. happen to watch this with subtitles on page absolutely yeah it actually even says cat sound in the subtitles looking <laughs> yeah. at a dog I should have screenshotted it because it's oh. hilarious <laughs> I, I might go back and screenshot it because that was like at this point in watching this, the mom has already called them shitheads, gone out for, air quotes, goddamn tampons. Uh, then a guy has a meat cleaver in one hand, genitals in the other, and then a hypnotized dog cat sound. And I was like, this is everything. Why yeah. did I doubt Mikey? Uh, until uh -huh. we get to the restaurant later, and then my doubts were well-founded. But as they're sitting there trying to hypnotize the dog, the, we assume, serial killer, like, Jack Nicholson's through the front door. Yeah. And it is a real door. That's what I like. I couldn't stop laughing because it's clearly like a particle board door. They didn't just get him a fake stage door to bust through. And so it takes a while for him to chop through yeah. that door with a cleaver. It's so good. Uh, it's a good 30 oh seconds. God. He's dealing but, with his feelings. He chopped his own wing off. He's chopping wood. Yeah, he's chopping wood <laughs> in more ways than one. And so he chops his way in. The whole time I was like, why aren't these kids reacting? Like, why aren't they scared? Which means this has happened before, I guess. Because he chops his way in and they're like, hi, Uncle Anwar. Like, they're just like, it's the most normal thing in the world to have a guy just cleaver into your living room. And he's like, hey, kids, how's it going? Your mom in? No, she's out. Have you been practicing your hypnotism and your cooking? And you're just like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah. And it cuts to one of the books on their like play set and it's just like the cult of Numeria. No, it's black occult for <laughs> fuck. They show it so many times. It's like black occult magic for something lost to antiquity. <laughs> it's like for, for people lost to antiquity. And it's like this crazy long title. And I wish I had screenshot it because it was crazy. Uh, but he gives them Lumerian amulets. And he's like, I got to go straighten things out with the cops. But don't forget me or all the things that I taught you. Study your book for Shitar. And he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> Walks out to see the police and they instantly shoot him dead. <laughs> He does charge them with the meat cleaver. He does, yeah. I we mean, see that on. later. But, yeah, later But inside on. the house, obviously, you just hear like 20 shots and you're like, oh no. I do <laughs> love that both of the kids walk to the window, watch the murder, and then just like, oh, well, fuck me, I guess. And like walk away yeah. like nothing happened. I've got some clay eggs to get back to. So. <laughs> These clay eggs aren't going to bake themselves or whatever this you do wristwatch isn't going to wave itself in front of the dog. Calm down. <laughs> the weirdest part about the Play-Doh is that that's not vegan food. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Play-Doh's Play vegan. Wait, no, I'm talking about on. the eggs. Eggs aren't vegan. Oh, oh no, I know Why that. is he even I'm practicing? 
I don't know why they have a, a vegetarian restaurant to begin with. Hey, this just in, Play-Doh is vegan. Yay! <laughs> it's a mixture of water, salt, and flour and does not contain peanuts or peanut oil. I'm talking about the eggs. I'm talking about he's practicing cooking meat. I cannot fathom why it's a vegetarian restaurant in this movie. There's no reason for it there to be. There is zero reason for it, no. Well, if you listen to the my favorite character, Vitamin C. Oh, I can't. He was the one burping. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible. I hated vitamin oh, so what? much. The trucker oh. who drives around the country tasting vegan food. Like a monster. Okay, so this was the scene where the lighting was a problem because 20 years later, we arrive in a graveyard question mark, jungle question mark. <laughs> That's when I had to adjust the brightness of my screen only to realize it was both. It was definitely yeah. a graveyard in the middle of a jungle. Yeah, you've been to In those. Los Angeles. Yeah. Anyway, so the boys are now adults and they're digging up Uncle Anwar and the groundskeeper. The groundskeeper from the cemetery. Yeah. So they kill the groundskeeper. And then Georgie tosses him conservatively 50 yards away. Every, <laughs> multiple <laughs> times in this movie, they kill someone and toss what would be like easily 100 to 150 pound person like a rag doll. So they're just clearly dummies. <laughs> this is so funny. I mean, that's because they are a rag doll, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 100 to 150 pounds and you want to be tossed like a rag doll, swipe right when you come across my pro. After Mikey kills you? <laughs> no, you could be alive for that. Anyway. Yeah. Wait, when they brain the security guard with the shovel, do his yeah. eyes pop out? And are those the eyes they connect to the brain? No. I believe so. No, I think they are. Because you do what? see eyes pop out That's in not... the dirt. I do. I did see eyes pop out in the dirt. I thought the eyes in the jar <laughs> later. I can't believe we're having this conversation. I thought the <laughs> eyes in the jar later were his uncle's. Oh, no, no, no. They are the, they are the groundskeeper's eyes that they connect with the groundskeeper's ocular nerves. No, you're right. You're right. But what I can't figure out is how the eyes and brain in the jar have eyelids. That's how everybody has eyelids at Paige. That's just how it works. No, no, no. Eyelids are on the outside of your body. Yeah, that's true. The ocular nerve does have skin Yeah, that connects to its brain. Your ocular nerve doesn't have skin on it. Yeah. This movie, this just in, this movie's terrible. It's my second favorite brain in a jar. To Krang? No. Oh, sorry. He's not even top 10. No. <laughs> that brain in a jar, please. In, in Psycho Goreman, there's one of the like galactic conglomeration or whatever it is, is like a, <laughs> like a spacesuit with like kind of a jar head and it's just a brain with eyes on it and tubes and the way that they make it make facial expressions is pretty great. That is a good brain in the jar. My top brain in the jar is RoboCop 2. Ooh, I would also like to submit Jan in the pan from the brain that would not die, but she's not in a jar. She's in a pan. She's Honorable a pan. mention because she's in a pan. But listen, Jan, you are doing the most. That's her brain on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's her brain at a vegan restaurant. Oh, God. <laughs> this is your brain on tempeh. <laughs> so they get the brain, they go home, and this is where the sound mix is so terrible because they're in the back room and it's this weird keyboard 
like score and there's hardly a score in anywhere else in the movie and it's so loud you can't hear them talking they're just saying words from the book they're just saying old sumerian words we don't have to, no, it's not uncle anwar is like giving them directions and you're just like i can't hear this i don't oh, know they just have to kill women that's all the directions they have here's my complaint though because women have lungs and livers and stomachs and body parts and they killed like three times as many women as they actually needed to. They needed to be better about meal planning. Well, I think that was part of it. Like it had to be every part of the woman has to be from a different woman. Part of it. Okay. <laughs> like David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the skeletons are part, part of, of it. it. They obviously enjoyed their work to a degree that was unnecessary. Oh, yeah. They mm -hmm. were super into murdering ladies. When they were digging up their uncle, like, the score behind it sounded like it was from Final Fantasy, like, 3. Yes! Like, it's that level of bad. Like, I expected when they, like, got done digging him up and they were about to change the scene, we were gonna hear, bum, 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 bum. I expected I them to that. cut open his brain with one of those <laughs> giant rectangle swords. Yeah. <laughs> a buster sword. I'm down with all of this. That's Final Fantasy VII, but I'm here for it. I would also say I do like the rockabilly songs that they play when they're in the diner. I would if I didn't have to hear vomit sounds over them. Same. I like Brian Setzer as much as the next man, but like I'm over. Honestly, Vitamin. I hated Vitamin in this movie. Yeah. That's the best son of a bitch vegan <laughs> burger I've ever had. I wish all customers were that thankful. I've worked in retail. Same. So anyway, their uncle, who's now a brain with eyeballs attached in a jar that lights up when he talks, tells them that they have to murder a bunch of young women and sew their body parts together to re-summon the god Ishtar. Is it Ishtar? Nope. Shitar. 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 Yeah. Ishtar. So this movie is almost based off of a blood, it's called Blood Feast from the 60s and it's a Thanks for Egyptian. taking my like one fun fact. Oh! <laughs> well, sorry that I love this film. Mikey has usurped a fun fact. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so Uncle Uncle Anwar in, tells him to hey, they need to kill a lot of women they, because they have to one make Shitar's body out of a bunch of other bodies. Two, they have to find a virgin to sacrifice the night they want to bring her back to life. And three, kill a bunch of more people to create a blood buffet, which is a cannibalistic buffet, soup, salad, and subs. Yeah, it, it is soup and never-ending breadsticks, but the <laughs> breadsticks are your legs. Yes. And here's the thing. I was with it when they were like, okay, you got to kill a bunch of people to assemble the body. I'm like, on it. Great. All, we're cooking with gas. And then it's like, and a virgin for her to eat. And I'm like still cool and it's like but then also all these other people with rant and i'll give you assignments day by day so this movie sometimes takes like three days we don't know why and we're just gonna put it in this giant cauldron and i was like you've lost me there are too many directions and then they're like also there's a wrestling match against jimmy hitler and i'm just like what now? <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. They do set up all of it like real quick. <laughs> yeah. I did not see the wrestling match with Jimmy Hitler coming until later. They talked about it. Yeah. I mean, he's constantly yelling at the TV. We see the, the TV interviews with Jimmy Hitler a lot. I just thought Georgie couldn't process that it was fake. I don't think he can. I'm worried about his capabilities. <laughs> yeah, I do think he has some sort of cognitive disability. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Hitler, such a scamp. So we cut to the police station <laughs> where this is the first time we meet the detective that talks like through people's lines, <laughs> like never changes tone, just speed talks. Uh, and then we meet his partner. And he sounds like he's on helium. His partner sounds like he's on helium and he's round oh. brushing his hair in the middle of the office. So the first guy is the police chief. He's not a detective. Right. 
Right. The detective is the guy on helium. But the police chief is also the uncle, right? Like, we're on board for that. Like, it has to be the same dude. It no. has to be the same guy. The voice sounds exactly the same. Oh, I thought the actor is different. Yeah, I don't know. But the chief also looked ADR'd for, like, everything. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I think everyone was ADR'd, honestly. Like, I think yeah. they had to completely redo the audio. Yeah. Uh. So, the detective, the guy who's round brushing his hair in the middle of the squad room in bright plaid pants and then like a bright floral shirt like he stands out like a sore thumb because he's a standout detective kind of (laughs) well and he's commenting on like one of the victims he's like she was a good looking babe and i'm like what (laughs) don't worry his physically abusive boss will soon punch him in the stomach not only that he will try to rape his partner at one point yeah he's not a great detective in no, fact, no, but Mikey loves this movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the chief tells him that he's assigning him a new partner, a rookie from New York, because she broke that enema bag rapist case wide open. <laughs> Which, like, those words in that order, what does it mean? <laughs> Unfortunately, we never got the sequel that we deserved. We never get to know. I mean, enema bags are things. I know. I'm like, is is somebody raping enema bags, this? or That's are they targeting people with That's enema what bags? I thought. I thought they were going to rape the enema bags. So. We come back to the back room and the brain in the jar is still giving them directions. But also the brain in the jar basically has a monologue here yeah. with a flashback. It's what nuts. you find out is that Uncle Edmar is not a very good guy. Uncle Edmar is a terrible guy. Yeah. We cut to the next day in the kitchen. And this is where Georgie is watching wrestling and yelling and cooking air quotes. Uh, but he does take a ton of salt and just like toss it over something. And in my notes, I just have salt bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his cooking doesn't ever make sense. The dishes he make all look terrible. They all look terrible. They all still look like Play-Doh. And people are just like, mm, yes, oh my God. And you're just like, this doesn't even look like real food. But that's exactly what vegan cooking is like. <laughs> Everyone just pretending to like it because they feel like they have to. We cut to one of the booths at the restaurant where there's three high school cheerleaders. By the way, I will remind you that Connie is in high school. Oh, God. I didn't think about that because what happens right after this scene is terrible. This is our cruel intentions moment of the day. Mikey loves this movie. I do. Anyway, the girl, the cheerleaders at the table, one of them turns to her and she just says, all you have to do is show your tits. It's no big deal. And I was like, that's where the conversation is starting. (laughs) And they're like, you need to answer now, Connie. And we find out that one of the girls is the head cheerleader. And she's like, when I said we all had to be vegetarians, then we were all vegetarians. But then we found out another cheerleading squad, they were vegetarians. And so now we did aerobics. So we're the vegetarian anaerobics. But now we... We have to show our tits to take us to the next level. And then they realize that their car is being ticketed outside. And so they run outside, leaving Connie there alone. Basically the prod of bring it on. (laughs) Oh, it's already been brought. (laughs) B-R-A. Brought. (laughs) I really enjoyed that we got to see where Tina Fey got the idea for Mean Girls. (laughs) You can't keep asking people why they're wearing shirts. <laughs> There's a 50% chance that I'm murdered in an aerobics video. 
It's a hundred percent chance. It's a hundred percent chance. So they kind of leave, leaving Connie there alone with the bill. Well, yeah. I mean, they just go to deal with the cop. Yeah, they just go deal with the cop who's like about to tow their car. Right? They did sort of leave it with the bill, but I fully expected them to come back in once they sorted all that out. We just don't see that part of the scene, right? Right. That's like the one thing that didn't bother me in this movie. No, not at all. The <laughs> thing that bothers me most with the character of Connie is that they deliberately set up her dad being that retired detective. And then they never use it? And he's never in the movie. No, they do. He's never in the movie again after they interview him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You only see him in that one interview, but they set him up in this scene, and then you see him later. I thought he was going to come at the final battle. <laughs> Just show up like, evil dies tonight. Yes. <laughs> Club Dread. It would have been Hitler's die tonight. Night. <laughs> with, his, <laughs> with his wife just like screaming the whole time. I wanted the scene of like a cop just coming into this club, seeing Hitler's and a cannibalistic, you know, elder god and being like, who do I shoot first? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a funny scene. I did think it was sort of sad that like her dad remarried one of her high school friends because his wife yes. was way too young for him. And her hair is full of secrets. <laughs> it's massive. Yeah, her hair started a biblically based weight workshop at one point in the 90s. <laughs> I'll tell you what's weighing me down. Is she going crazy? Because that hair is wigging. <laughs> anyway, she goes to pay her bill. Yeah, so uh, she goes to pay her bill and this is where they turn the TV down that was playing the wrestling and this is where we start to hear the like burping and vomiting noises. Oh, it was terrible. Meanwhile, we cut to the back and Georgie is making a woman out of vegetables yeah. and putting like little red peppers for her nipples Yep, and takes his uncle to like a two-way mirror. The, by uncle, I mean the, the brain jar to a two-way mirror so he can see out into the restaurant and see who he thinks is a virgin. Now, he is picking out what he refers to as sluts and whores. He, that's like half of his dialogue in this movie. It's so terrible. Which is very subjective in this movie, you know. Well, because he exclusively refers to women as one of the following. Virgins, sluts, tramps, whores. Yeah. That's it. I, my favorite part about how they like pick out a quote unquote whore is just like, she's got a low cut shirt and a cigarette. Mikey, I don't know if you all noticed, but they all had low cut shirt, cigarettes, and teeth for days. There's yeah. so much teeth in this movie. Did you see Sheetar? Yeah, Sheetar's got te- like so many teeth. She got downstairs teeth if you want to get freaky. Dude, when when she gets in the car at the very end of this movie and she he's like, what's your name, sister? And she goes, Sheetar or whatever she says. <laughs> Even he is like, ugh. God, that's gross. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he, he's like, oh, yeah. And then they drive away. And I'm like, Mikey, oh, I had no idea you were in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Sheetar, like, what's your deal? So, like, what's your deal, Sheetar? Are you, like, seeing anybody? Like... So, like, wh- what's it like being a five million year old demon or whatever? So, like, those guys that brought you back to life, are those, like, your friends? Or, like, you yeah, are you, like, closer or... with them? Or she's are like, you, like, brother? Is it like your brothers or like what's the deal? You kind of gave that one guy head, but like, is it serious? He took it. He gave you head. He gave you head. He's making sure she was lubed up for the rest of the massacre. I'm like, Sheetar, do you play the guitar? No, she plays the sitar. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, back to the restaurant. At this point, the vomiting noises actually get louder, uh, which makes it worse but this is the first place we meet vitamin C because he is the source of most of those noises. And it is it, it is so loud you cannot hear his dialogue. 
It's yeah. so oppressively terrible. Just like real life. Anytime he talks, it's like when you're talking to somebody who is actively in the art of throwing up in the toilet, like in the moment. Like, yes, if you've ever been like holding someone's hair back while they're throwing up, but they're still having a conversation with you and you're like, please stop. Please stop talking. Please yeah, stop. Vegans. Fucking vegans. <laughs> and he's like, my phone. Like yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. that. He's the best vitamin C. Mm-hmm. No, he's the worst. If you cut him completely out of this movie, it would be like infinitely more watchable. I don't know. I like the scene where he throws up on everyone and then orders seconds. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> he doesn't just order seconds. He literally says, now I have to start again. And that yeah. made me sad. Look, I think it's a commentary on the professional eating industry and how terrible it is. I think mean, this whole thing is all this whole movie is about the food industrial complex. This is kind of like a modern retelling of Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. You just don't yeah, get it. It's a hundred percent. It's like maybe a little too highbrow for you. I mean yeah, it definitely is. I'll be honest with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Mikey hypnotizes Connie and he he also makes her feel like her friends it's okay that she doesn't want to do what her friends want to do because they get in they have stupid things that they like. Like they all used to like flash dance and it changes all the time. And he gets her information on their mailing list. So that's how they're able to contact her later. I hate joining mailing lists. It just reminded me of the sweetest thing where they had to join that mailing list. And that's how Thomas Jane finds her and stalks her to San Francisco. It is wild to me to think of like mailing lists back when it was like they would send you mail through the mail. Yeah. Like it wasn't like an emailing list. It was a mailing list. Yeah. But it really is just like a murdering list because that's what they use to go find the <laughs> people and murder them. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, special delivery, it's a knife. Your car's <laughs> warranty is out of service. <laughs> oh, God. Your body's warranty is out of service. <laughs> so we cut to a topless aerobics photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> a video shoot. It's a video shoot, Paige. As they're doing like, Jumping jacks, topless. They're like, I can't believe Connie passed up the chance to be in this. Why is there dialogue <laughs> in this scene during this moment? I don't know. Is that, did that bother you as a production person? No, the ADR did bother me, though. No, I mean, like, if you were filming topless aerobics, would you be mad that they started talking to each other? I honestly feel like if it was for public consumption, yes. I would be afraid of why I ended up doing that shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Where a bunch of high school girls are yeah. topless. I like this scene because not since House 2 has unexpected Uzis popped up. Yes, because Reagan comes in and shoots all of them dead. I refuse to believe it's a mask. I believe it's a Reagan cameo. I thought it was Nixon. No, it's Reagan. It's, a, it's Reagan. Which is even crazier because it's the 80s and it's a Reagan mask. Because Reagan was in office at this time, I right? Know. I know. Yeah. But if you remember Point Break, the original... Fast and the Furious, they also had a Reagan mask then as well. That's true. That is true, but that's later than this. I do think it's the same mask, though. I do think it's it the, is same the same mask. mask. <laughs> anyway, so after they, they gun them all down, we cut to them cutting up a pile of their tongue. Like, they've got like a pile of tongues. It's eight tongues. They have eight tongues. Yeah. And then they've got, they've got like an electric turkey knife and they're <laughs> pretending to like carve through a girl's 
buns yeah. like the cleft of like where her butt cheek meets her leg it's like clearly and he's part. just like grabbing and kind of jiggling as he slices i was like this is ridiculous oh yeah there's no cutting going on at all on film like it is just him shaking his ass with one hand and the knife shaking yeah. because he's shaking it yeah well and they have to pick the most attractive head so they, they pick one of them <laughs> hey my name's cheetah yes <laughs> Mikey, I'm starting to see why you like enjoyed this film so much. I really think you saw yourself as the Mikey in this movie. Mikey didn't do that. Georgie did that. That makes sense. Yeah. I do feel like you're a combination of the two because you're very charismatic. You could get a girl to fall in love with you and you could like take advantage of, of her like that. But also you would want to beat the shit out of someone named Johnny Hitler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would beat the shit out of a wrestler yeah. named Johnny Hitler. Yeah. I'm going to buy the new WWF video game and create (laughs) Johnny Hitler. I don't think it'll let you. There's no way it'll let you. A man so violent he got kicked out of an Austrian painting school. (laughs) Paint this, motherfucker. I heard you only got one ball. Let me take it. So we cut to the cops at the crime scene later and they're just like, I can't believe we keep missing them. Like, how? Do, like, how, why are they killing this many people with all of this crazy mo? It's just maybe it's the same killer. And again, it sounds like one person is doing eighty percent of the yeah. ADR for this movie. <laughs> I do feel like the whole police squad is one dude ADRing everything. Yes, they all sound the same to me in real life. <laughs> Uh, this is where we first meet his new partner, Sheba Jackson from Brooklyn. I don't think she's from Brooklyn. Oh, she's definitely not, but that's what they say. And upon meeting her, the partner, the person who's supposed to be her coworker, is just do, and I can't accurately describe it, but he's basically just like windmilling, like helicoptering his tongue out of his mouth. Just like, he looks like. A dog who has peanut butter stuck on his nose. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes on so awkwardly long that everyone just starts laughing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I was dying. It was so funny. Uh, But so then Sheba Jackson, the partner, starts talking and it sounded to me like someone who was from perhaps Australia or South Africa was attempting to do some sort of New York accent, but in the process was unintelligible. Yeah, perfect. Just like anyone else from New York, unintelligible. (laughs) Gabagool! It's a me, new detective from Brooklyn. (laughs) It's a me, Sheba Jackson. Uh, So... Thin pizza. Our bagels are special because of the water. But they literally had to save the cheerleader and save the world at the end. That's true. They did. They did. They didn't save the world, though, because... But imagine if Zachary Quinto was in this. Also, they didn't actually have to sacrifice the Virgin to get Sheetar to come back. So that part of the story just kind of fell through. Well, no, the Virgin was just a midnight snack for Sheetar. So it wasn't necessary? No. I think Georgie's a Virgin. I think that's how it works. Oh. Well, he doesn't die till she eats his head. Oh. That's when she is able to leave the post or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that reading, page. Well, you figured it out. Thank you. Wrap it up, boys! Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go back to the restaurant and vitamin C is there again. So it's all like, <laughs> wait, wait, we got to go back to the crime scene where none of the officers are wearing gloves and everybody's spilling blood. And then, oh yeah, <laughs> they're covered in blood. Detective sexist makes a joke about someone dead and the chief of police just socks him in the stomach and he falls over onto the crime scene. Oh yeah. 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 Just punches him. And then they just walk away. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then, and then the detective goes, sorry, boss, I can't lose my humanity. Yes. So we cut back to the restaurant, which again has horrible vomit noises the whole time. Yep. And we cut to the back, the back room where Georgie is cooking what is clearly human meat because he takes a bite of a burger and spits a bullet out of it. It's one of the bullets that they fired at the bodies. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty great. It actually, okay, so Paige, it wasn't yeah. the bullet. It was a shell casing. It was the casing. Yeah. Which is yeah. bonkers because that is not yeah, something that would be, be found the in outside. the video. <laughs> they would have had to like sweep it up into the meat. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been ejected from the side of the gun and just hit the floor. Or it's a threat from a rival gang because one time I interviewed a guy uh-huh, who uh-huh. like his previous job was working at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. And I was like, can you tell me about a time when you had to work with a customer who was escalated and how did you make the situation right? How did you win that customer over? And he was like, so... I brought a waffle to this woman's table and I didn't realize when I had like made it in the waffle maker, but there was a bullet in the waffle. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, we don't know if she brought it from home and put it there or if somebody put it in the batter. We're not sure, but they got really upset because they thought it was a threat and they ran outside. So I had to give them a free waffle. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the whole story. If that bullet had been in the batter when they cooked it, it probably would have gone off, right? Right. Unless it's an expired round. Oh, okay, okay. I I don't know. I don't think they, like, checked it to be like, it's live. That's the kind of cop I want to be, though. Like, I want to get that (laughs) cop call. When you guys come to L.A., I will take you to that Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, because I know exactly which one it happened at. I'm going to bring all my bullets. (laughs) <laughs> just a pile of expired shells like excuse me there's a bullet in my waffle i demand a free waffle and they're like okay waffles are like two dollars like, <laughs> this bullet was 20 i don't know how i don't know how expensive bullets are. i have no idea like i don't i don't have a gun i do like you talking about that like this yeah. bullet's twenty dollars. I, I don't know. How much could this banana cost? Ten dollars, Michael. <laughs> oh, I might as well be a bluth when it, when it comes to <laughs> firearms. I have no idea. Uh, I won the mother at army. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! That's the bluth I'd be, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> so he's making food to bring out to the kitchen, and this is where we see the TV thing with little jimmy hitler like challenging people but i have no idea what he said you can't like you can't understand a word he says and so georgie is like i'll wrestle i'll show him good i'll show up there and i'll wrestle and vitamin c says well if you wrestle as good as you cook which is actually a compliment because vitamin c likes his food so much he's constantly almost throwing it up yeah so georgie gives puts him in a headlock and then vitamin c proceeds to barf like a high tide level of vomit onto everyone in the restaurant. Yeah, it's real gross. I hated it so much. <sighs> and I'm pretty sure it was just gravy. Like they just used gravy. Yeah. I think my favorite part of the diner scenes is like half the people are dressed like in weird like toilet paper turban things that go like yes, straight and it's up. Never explained. It's never explained. It's never explained. That is real strange to you. So we cut to Connie, who's like, if I had done that topless aerobics tape, I'd be dead now. 
Which I guess is objectively true, but still a bonkers sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also telling the murderer of the people that as well. Well, she doesn't know that they're the murderer, though. She doesn't know that. She thinks he's dreamy with his vegetarian restaurant. But he's, like, glamoring her. That's what he was learning by looking into that clock when he was a baby or a kid. Yeah. So far, the Sheetar religion... Doesn't seem terrible. Like you get special powers. I'm sorry. Hang on. Let's break this down a little bit. <laughs> Hold, okay. Hold up. You have to murder like a dozen people to bring Shitar back. And she's just going to turn people into zombies and kill more people. I'm just saying he had the power to hypnotize people before he murdered anyone. I know. He yeah, didn't so why need did to he that. bother? Yeah, he didn't need to. He could have just hypnotized yeah. people forever and become a very successful therapist in the 80s. That's because he is a <laughs> zealot. I would be more of a Shitar moderate. <laughs> <laughs> like, he believes in Shitar, but he doesn't go to services every Sunday. Like, no, he, it's he not wears that the necklace. big of a deal. Yeah. He's not a cannibal, but he will eat pussy. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like right down the middle. The, the book of Shitar is more of like parables. It's like a living document. <laughs> Well, what you don't know is like the book of Shitar was actually assembled in 312 AD in Constantinople. So like it's Technically, not it's like they voted on it. So it's like not like did. a real like living whatever. Well, I heard that Shitar was inside them and like, you know, controlled the vote. Well, maybe, but also they were all calling everyone Shitar. It was kind of like an insult at the time. So when people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, the book of Revelation says Shitar did this. It's like, well, which Shitar? The Pope of whatever? Or, you know. I'm also a member of the United Shitar Church, not like the Southern Shitar <laughs> Assembly. Uh, the <laughs> People's <laughs> Front of Shitar, not the Shitar People's Front. Got yeah, it. exactly. It's, you know, we like hypnotism, not cannibalism. I grew up in the Church mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Shitar, so like... <laughs> Do you mean the Church of Shitar of the Latter-day Saints? Yeah. yeah. Or the Latter-day Plates? <laughs> yeah, the, la- <laughs> the Latter-day Shitar of the Latter-day Plates. plates. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I get that there are different branches of Shitarism right, or right, whatever. Right. Yeah, uh-huh, I just think that uh-huh. this is the most violent. I, I think... If this movie taught me anything, it's that extremism in any form is bad. That's true. Yeah. And I believe yeah. it's a lot more about Sheetar's relationship with Meetar. <laughs> You're very Gnostic with it, then. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, more burping even after the vomiting. Ugh. I can't fucking. I can't fucking can't. Yeah, I hated vitamin C. Oh, as we go on, we hear burping. Wow, babe. <laughs> wow. I completely forgot vitamin C was like a singer. Name another song by vitamin C. Oh fuck, I can't. Uh, Holy shit, she's done more films than most of the people in this movie. so we cut to the cops who are like all of their victims are vegetarians i don't know what these meat creeps want with them body parts they're like we know they're vegetarians because we found carrots (laughs) we know they're vegetarians because we found meat everywhere (laughs) (laughs) we think it's vegetarian oh it's so stupid and we find out that their machine gun was stolen from the gangster museum. And that's how they know that it's not the that's how they know it's not the biker gang who is named the cannibals, because that's like a red herring early on. <laughs> 
We don't do red herrings, Paige. We're vegan. <laughs> Not pescatarian. Get it fucking right. <laughs> no, I think Mikey said he was uh, shitarianism. Yeah, shitarianism. Not pescatarian. <laughs> if 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 one of the tenets of shitarism is to hate vegans, sign Mikey up. I like Oreos, though. <laughs> Listen, just because you don't like vegans doesn't mean you can't enjoy something that is vegan. Yeah. I like Oreos. Yeah, I like broccoli. But I also have friends that I enjoy that are vegan, provided we're not in restaurants. Listen, if you're in for moderate cheetarism, you don't have to kill and eat them. I just want to take vegans to Texas Day Brazil. Honestly, they can enjoy that salad bar, bro. That salad bar has got a lot of good shit on it. They could enjoy the salad bar. They just won't enjoy the meat being cut next to me. Yeah, that's a lot. I just like the story of this trucker who does not look like a vegan, but he's like, I go around the country eating veggie burgers and this is the best veggie burger i've ever had for me the the point that i took away from that is that people are delicious yeah people are delicious that's why you should eat your discarded limbs exactly i don't think that's the right response to watching this movie you're not gonna use it it's gonna go to waste (laughs) yeah what are you going to do with it? I can't, we yeah. can't throw it away. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. I mean, it's not your first choice. Like, it's not Texas Day Brazil, but like, you know, maybe someday <laughs> now, if you get it caught in a crevasse, it could be Texas Day shins and it's not so bad. <laughs> anyway, so the cops are investigating a bunch of vegetarian restaurants because... That's the link to the killers. So they decide to meet at Mr. Veggie's at midnight and he does the tongue thing again. Oh, He's got that peanut butter stuck on his nose. He's like, you know, peanut butter's vegan. <laughs> and then she walks away down the hall, very covered, many layers, Todd level of layers. You can't even see her legs. She's wearing the jacket of a much larger person. That jacket belongs on a giantess. Yeah, she's comfortable. She's dressed sensibly like it made sense to me. <laughs> he is acting like a cartoon coyote in like a... <laughs> like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's a Tex, yeah, Tex Avery wolf yeah. is what it is. Like, oh, and it comes back to her, and it's like, it's just a sweater, like moving. Like, I can't tell there's even a person under there. She, she's got like a linebacker's worth of shoulder pads, then a hot pink <laughs> blazer over it. I assume those shoulder pads are just donuts. <laughs> Wait, was that this or Romancing the Pod? I don't know. That remember. was Romancing the Pod. That, that literally was last Thursday's episode on Miss Congeniality. Yeah. <laughs> Donut shoulder. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the back room of the restaurant, they're sewing shitar together. They're sewing all the body parts together. And this is where <laughs> the brain in a jar has like another monologue where he's like, I let my schlong do the thinking and got confused. Quit screwing around. And they just put up a photo of him when he when he was still alive so that he can't see them. And then the voice still is like coming from the jar and it just... The camera just pushes in on the photo as he has his model. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, I've made some decisions with, with the schlong that I did not end up going well for me. Yeah, when you make your decision with the schlong, your brain might as well be in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> so we get like a, a mini flashback to him ruining the plan the first time. And he's literally just like, it's a super a cut of, of him like yeah. tossing women around and like cutting them in half yeah. and like tossing them as dummies and like banging their heads on the ground. But it's all the same woman. It's supposed to be a crowd of like multiple women. And it's, it's a whole glee club. It's a whole glee yeah. club. And it's just the same lady very over mature and over glee, again. Glee club. Very yeah, they all very... wearing lingerie. It's just. <laughs> they were doing a Madonna super cut. Yeah. That's why. 
And he, that's why he got confused. They were singing like a virgin. And like he was just like, oh, I need a bunch of them. So he went yeah. in there and attacked them. Yeah. It's a real right, sad he, story, actually. It's a real sad story. And what he didn't realize is that that song is actually about giant dicks. And if he had realized that, then maybe he wouldn't have killed them in the first place. <sighs> Uncle Anwar. So they've completed Shitar's body. Now they need to set up the blood buffet. So they need two stomachs from tramps, which is so weird. And as they're leaving, he's like, keep your brother out of the gay bars and don't have sex with Connie. And I was like, is Georgie gay? Is that a subplot? Is that why he doesn't like kissing that girl later? Like, is that why he's so obsessed with Jimmy Hitler? Like, what's happening here? Again, fundamentalist Shitarism is just very regressive. I mean, <laughs> all like extreme religions tend to be real conservative. Yeah, I guess. So this is also where the brain in the jar says that'll like, I wish I could have my schlong back that I could show you the meaning of machismo. And I'm like, you're a brain in a jar. Yeah. So think about what that would look like. It would be a eyes, a brain and a dick in a jar. Dick in a jar. And that is the definition of machismo. Machismo. Yeah. Hey, girl, I bet you get wet just looking at this jar. <laughs> when you need lube, just tip me over. Oh, formaldehyde. Anyway. Gross. So we see them dressed up to go to the club. Which they're dressed as like figure skaters. It's like disco in an 80s club, but they're also both wearing insane wigs where Georgie looks (laughs) Georgie looks like one of the Sparks brothers. If you've seen the documentary and Mikey just has his own hair, but larger. (laughs) And and I mean, larger from like a Priscilla queen of the desert level, larger. Like it is very large. It's like he got a caricature wig of his own hair, which I kind of want now. (laughs) <laughs> I'd get one for me. I'd be game. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I'd wear yours, Mikey, and you could wear mine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So they go to go into the club and the guy asks for their IDs and and they are full grown adults. We know this. We have known this. But instead of just showing their IDs, they just throw that guy into the street where a low rider bounces on his head. Yeah. And then they all laugh at him. They all laugh at him. <laughs> but then my favorite is that somebody else then turns and is like, hey, man, you okay? <laughs> I'm just like, of course he's not fucking okay. He's dead. Oh, man. So they go inside the club where there is a band on stage that cannot clap or dance on beat or in unison to save their life. <laughs> and it is hysterical watching them yeah because not only are they all like a beat off they're all on different beats but they're close enough that they're like kind of together but it's so obvious that they're not playing music while they're shooting and that they just couldn't get them to do it in unison and it is whoo so we cut into the club where mikey is trying to like teach georgie like the ways of the club and he's trying to teach him how to snap but he teaches him to snap off beat yes it's so great so they're looking at girls in the club and he's like no that one's not trashy enough and he says over there and he points to a woman who conservatively her face is half teeth mikey's tight like (sighs) mikey is this the hottest woman in the movie for you um yeah is this the one who gets her head uh, deep fried (laughs) yes this is the one that gets her head deep fried yes yes it is Holy shit, when she pulls her head up out of that and it's literally <laughs> breaded and fried. It's just, it's fucking fuck me, I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, 
that is who I find most attractive in <laughs> this film. Because one, I love fried foods and women with teeth. Oh my god. Alright, so she is also wearing a skirt, two corsets, and a bra. Like her outfit is bananas. So they tell her and her friend that they're in a band, but their restaurant keeps them busy. And so that's why they aren't usually out. And they're like, what's your band called? And he's like, Blood Hunger by the Sons of Shittar, which is like, he tells everybody their plan. Like, constantly. People are like, hey, hot guy. And he's like, I'm going to cut you up for a blood feast. Do you want to come back to my restaurant? She's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, my boobs are so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) I've honestly never heard a girl say that. Oh, I say it all the time. My back is a fucking disaster mm-hmm. from carrying this podcast <laughs> Paige I get it yeah you are carrying this podcast we are your metaphorical boobs <laughs> you down. couple of boobs and one of us is slightly bigger than the other like that like metaphor checks out yeah mm, one more hairy anyway so we cut <laughs> we cut to Mr. Veggie where Sheba Jackson the the detective from Brooklyn is talking to what appears to be a mannequin. And then we find out that it is... Indeed a mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, it is indeed a mannequin. And the owner of Mr. Veggie is like ventriloquist talking through the mannequin. And, and he won't answer questions. He won't answer questions. Only the mannequin will. Yeah. The dummy. So they're they're interrogating the dummy. And this is where they find out that... Because they're asking, they're like, have any of your customers reported anything weird or any suspicious people hanging around and he's like there's literally no one here everyone's at that other restaurant the tutman cafe which we will find out is Noomtot, like Anwar Noomtot backwards. And I just like that there's like 17 24 hour a day vegan diners. I mean, here's the thing. There probably are now in L.A. Yes. Well, okay. So L.A. has a history of suspicious vegetarian and vegan restaurants because the Source family's restaurant used to be here. They were a cult that operated a vegan restaurant. Anyway, so there have. Oh, I love that. At this time, there would have probably been. There would have definitely been some, I think. That checked out for me. Fair enough. Anyway. He thinks it's because of their seasoning, that they're putting some sort of seasoning on all of their food. He doesn't realize that their food is Soylent Green. So that's why everyone's eating there. I'm going Soylent Green. (laughs) So they're about to leave. And through the dummy, he's like, so if you're not busy later, (laughs) he like tries to hit on her for a second. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no. And leaves. And then he says to the dummy, finish your wheat germ. Like as if the dummy's going to (laughs) eat. She's this man has troubles. I believe he has the best death scene, though. I mean, the best death scene. <laughs> On the PCH. <laughs> the one time the PCH is in this we'll film. Uh, so we cut over to the Tutman Cafe, which is their restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard, now a pizza place. And they go into the back room and this is where they're like romancing the ladies. <laughs> and They send Georgie and one girl to the back. And then Mikey and the other, the teeth lady, go behind the counter. And he says, have you ever heard of battered girlfriends? And I was like, that would not make me come closer to you. (laughs) (laughs) But the best, worst 
This is the most terrible pun in the whole history of puns. Because then he batters up his girlfriend. <laughs> he literally covers her in... T- he strips her down, <laughs> covers <laughs> her in batter. Cover Like, he's like rubbing batter on her yeah. boobs. Yeah, on her all of her body. Yeah. And then he literally like holds her head in the fryer. And the best part is they do a reverse shot where they cut up to him like holding her down. And she reaches up to try and push him away and her arm is completely clean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, so like battered arm, clean arm. And she finally pushes him off and gets out of the fryer, which that fryer would kill you almost instantly. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, but she gets out of the fryer, and for lack of a better word, her head is a hush puppy. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is. Oh, her so head good. Is just a, a round, deep fried thing. And I do love that the writer of this scene was like, okay, he smeared her in batter, he put her head in and fried it, and now it's like a batter ball. What else can I do that sounds like that? And he's like, oh, he can hit her head off of her body like it's a baseball batter. Yeah, batter up. Yeah, that's what the human body's like if you deep fry a section of it. <laughs> Haven't you watched Terminator 2? <laughs> that is not batter though, right? Like that's uh, lava? It's it's molten metal. Yeah, yeah, molten metal, yeah. I don't think you know what deep frying is, Mikey. I think it's when you burn anything and melt it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyway, so her head is a hush puppy and then he decapitates her. So we go to the back room where she is kind of making out with Georgie and he seems like not into it. And so she gets up. She's like, I got to go. My friend's in trouble. I haven't heard from her. And she goes out and literally walks in on Mikey pulling out her stomach and intestines. So she runs back into the back room and Georgie's like nowhere to be found. They're also making out in front of Sheetar's body. Yeah, that's been carved up with a bunch of people. Yeah, and she's just like, what were you on when you direct, when you decorated this place? And I was just like, B- blood? I do love that she tries to run out. She's like, oh my God, my purse. I lost my mind because I would have just gone running. And then she spills her purse. Yeah. And then she spills it and stops to like shovel it back in. Yeah. So ridiculous. Uh, but she gets sliced full in half. Literally in half. <laughs> Slices her in half, guys. Yep. That's how knives work. And then as they're like <laughs> loading the bodies into the van, we see Georgie spray painting trespassers will be eat in. Yeah. I so don't think he completed school. No. Those cops are terrible. Like go to the one vegan restaurant that's that spray painted. We will eat people who break in here. <laughs> well, and I worry about Georgie because I feel like he was placed in his brother Mikey's care and Mikey is not equipped to care for Georgie in the way Georgie needs. Well, that's not a big brother's responsibility. That's unfair to put that on him. If he's his guardian, that's his responsibility. He was only two years older than him, it seemed like. His mom went out to get goddamn tampons and got meat cleavered in the face. (laughs) He has had a traumatic childhood. I thought she was just taken out by one of the (laughs) spare bullets. bullets. I mean, who knows? We never see her again. I feel like they have... But these brothers have means. Like, they created a restaurant. I mean, maybe they pulled themselves up by their blood straps. <laughs> <laughs> by Sheetar's will and grace, they were able to overcome. This is a story about capitalism, and that's why they dressed as Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> they prayed hard to Sheetar every night. Yeah. And Sheetar answers their prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway... We cut to a a woman on the street finds one of their amulets and a severed hand in the 
garbage. I don't know why they're so careless with those amulets. And the severed body parts. And the severed body parts. <laughs> they're not very good at this. No, they're bad. Uh, but we cut to an archaeological dig where <laughs> the most nervous archaeologist on Earth is shout delivering her lines like the beginning of Jurassic Park. Just like, cover the dig site. Yeah, she's just like, it's the wrong day for her. She tarred, damn you, cover it. We've spared no expense. Uh, so this is where she tells them about the blood buffet and that there's orgies and that some have survived even to today. And then off screen, because they clearly ADR'd it, they have the detective say, thanks. Yep. And then we just cut to the next scene. We cut to the next scene where they're cooking the body parts they found and they pour some of the cooked liquid into the brain jar. He then gives them more directions. He's got a new monologue where he's just like, okay, so tomorrow you got to get the virgin. You got to get the lungs. You got to get the liver from the two sluts. It's like a shopping list. Yeah. But I, I can't, we can't gloss over the fact that they fed a brain with eyes in a jar. Look, yeah. how many brains with eyes in a jar have you dealt with? Just cranks. I can't say for sure that you can't pour soup in there. Is it soup or is it just hot blood? <laughs> hot blooded brain in a jar. <laughs> if it's hot blood, it's probably working better. Come on, shit, you're gonna give me the power. Hot blooded. I'm hot blooded. <laughs> so we cut to them making food in the restaurant. They're giving out free hors d'oeuvres because they have to like get rid of these body parts, but their food looks terrible. I mean, it's basically tempura. Is this where it's like tempura fingers? Yeah, it's like tempura fingers. And he ends up killing an IRS guy to make more of them. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, I got to check your books. And he was like, right this way. <laughs> and then it comes out with 10 more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also, this is where he hypnotizes Connie again to come to the fight between Georgie and little Jimmy Hitler. <laughs> or Johnny Hitler? Jimmy Hitler? It's Johnny it's Hitler. Whatever. Yeah. Johnny it's Hitler. It's whatever. Of the Manhattan Hitlers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's of the Colonia Dignidad Hitlers. <laughs> I oh. mean, anyway. So they call other women off of their mailing list. And this is where they find out about Sydney and how she's nature hiking with her boyfriend, Buzz. Oh, my God. And so they split <sighs> my up. My favorite scenes. They split up where Mikey's going to go kill... He's going to go to the club and kill another lady. And then Georgie is going to go have a hilarious cave fight uh, with Sydney and Buzz. Yeah. On the way to the cave, there's a motorcyclist in the street and Georgie runs him over, then sees that he didn't die. <laughs> it's the Cannibal Biker Club. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is the Cannibal Biker Club. Runs him over again, still alive, backs up. Then they reuse the same footage of him getting up twice. Yeah. As Mikey or Georgie just like backs up, drives over and backs up for literally like two whole minutes. Yeah. It's implied that he's just backing up and running over the same so guy. Good. And then one of them, he's like up again, limping. And it's just like thrown in the middle. And I was like, so funny. <laughs> so we cut to the caves where Buzz is pressuring Sydney to go all the way, baby. He's like, that's what we're here for. Yeah. But their dialogue is bonkers. Yeah. I just feel weird with all these weirdos running around butchering vegetarians. <laughs> 
And then he's like, I'm going to be the only one chomping on your sweet meat. I'm so horny, I could fuck, fuck a, a cow. cow. What? <laughs> Eat that, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> just, si- just size that says, fuck more chicken. <laughs> no, just one that says, eat more pussy. <laughs> but if you're, the girl, if you're the girl in that situation and someone says... I'm so horny I could fuck a cow. Would you not be like, wait, am I the cow in this situation? Like, <laughs> what are you saying about me as a person? I mean, if you're, if I'm giving you the milk for free, then, okay, but if you're going to fuck a cow, will you buy the cow? <laughs> well, you fuck it, you buy it. I mean, that should be the rule for a lot of things, except for people. Like, and <laughs> yeah. all non-people things. Because, uh, like, if I'm at the grocery store and your dick is in a bunch of grapes, you bought those grapes. Yeah, that's how I ended up with that first edition Dickens novel. <laughs> Dickens! I misread the author's name. I was like, I gotta put my dick in this. And next thing I know, I'm paying $5,500 for a first edition a Christmas Carol. Dyslexia strikes again! <laughs> yeah, I'm with Todd here. I misread a sign. I, saw it, I thought it said cuntaloupe. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta pop this in the oven for at 350 for 10 minutes. And I was like, I wish we had time to edit this podcast, but... We don't have time for it, yeah. No I don't time. ever say that word, but does it count if it's a pun? Yes. Yes. It does count. It fully <laughs> counts. It cunts, uh, if you will. Is cunt the P word to you, Mikey? Is that what you think the P word is? I don't say either of those words. Oh, okay. You just okay. did. You just did. I said a different word that has that as a sub word. Mikey, if you would pause just for one second, I'm going to drop in you saying the C word from 30 seconds ago, like four times, real <laughs> no. back to back. I will not pause. I will not pause. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, we're on separate tracks. Whether you pause or not, he's got you. She tardam you. <laughs> anyway. So Georgie comes up behind the couple about to engage in coitus, cave coitus. And he just throws the guy up against the cave wall. But you just see the guy's head hit the cave wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it clearly is him just like slowly doing it. And they sped up the footage of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so he kind of chases Sydney around. But lo and behold, she knows naked karate. And we get like a low rent version of the Bond theme. And she then grabs his crotch. Yeah. Very menacingly. Yeah. She beats the shit out of him. He's like bleeding. Yeah. He's like bleeding and it looks I like I mean she wins the fight She wins the fight and then gets killed by a stalactite Yeah Yes because Sheetar is all around us <laughs> Because you see when Georgie looks back And there's one set of footprints in the cave That is when Sheetar <laughs> used a stalactite to carry it <laughs> Anyway my favorite This is my favorite dummy in the, in the movie Is because he just goes bitch and then he kicks what is supposed to be sydney's body but it's like a blow-up doll because it goes like 10 feet it fucking flies (laughs) so so good he can do anything with sheetar's strength and (laughs) (laughs) anyway who so we cut back to the restaurant and uh mikey's about to murder another lady but he has to go back to find out what he was supposed to get again from uncle anwar Meanwhile, we cut to the caves where the cops have arrived and Buzz is like 
apoplectic. Like, he is so upset. And he's like, I should have never brought her here. She said she was scared. I should have taken her home. And you almost feel bad for him. You do. I felt bad for him. This is the best acting in the entire movie. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know. I think the detective pulling the gun on him to get him to talk was also good acting. (laughs) Um, Okay, but my favorite is when they end up walking away and the detective is scratching scratching his his head. Yes, and it goes off. And it goes off. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. So we cut back to the restaurant where Mikey's already murdered that other girl and someone's watching them from the outside and it's the guy from Mr. Veggie with the dummy. (laughs) The dummy's trying to tell him not to go in there. But inside, they're trying to suck up all the blood with a shop vac to put it in the pot. We... (laughs) And that they, the brain in a jar tells them that they need as many participants as possible and they need to basically get them all to eat. And they're like, don't worry, we've been putting this in our food forever. And it's just hunger on an appetite stimulant. Yeah. And they're clearly just like pink tums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is this the drugs they hand out later? Yes. And I, I don't know why people would notice like, man, I don't feel anything. Can you give me another tab? Like the fact that no one is like, I, what am I supposed to, what does this do? <laughs> like, this is, these drugs suck. So they also reveal that they have to ravage the buffet and eat the virgin simultaneously. So they load the body, the shitar body into the van and the veggie grill guy sneaks in and steals well, we'll find out later that he steals the head in a jar or yeah. the brain in a jar. Yeah. Meanwhile, they go to Club Dread is the name of that club. So yep. good. And they basically are like, hey, we want to have a huge party here. We'll cater it for free and we'll give you drugs. And so they get that's when they give them all the hunger stimulants. Oh, and it's so good because the club, the club owner's like, well, we had a Numerian buffet last month. Yeah. We're kind of bored with mummies and health food. I mean, the said. only reason that he agrees to do it is because they're providing the food and the drugs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because it was the 80s. So we cut to the detective from the original case and we meet his wife, whose hair is full of secrets. And they're like, hey, yeah, we're, we're working on a serial killing that kind of resembles the one you worked on with Anwar Namtit. Ah! <laughs> She just screams every time his name. It's like it's like she's on Pee Wee's Playhouse and his name is the secret word. Ah, well, that's what it was. Yeah, it was terrible. I hated it so much. <laughs> she was in the Glee Club. <laughs> well, we cut. That's where they met, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to the cops flashback on the lawn when they shot Anwar dead. And my favorite is that Anwar lands on the lawn and then the sprinklers come on. Yeah. <laughs> which was clearly like not planned, but they're just like, we got to get the shot. Like, we oh, just no, gotta I do think it. they planned it. I think they had a PA on the hose. Like, OK, when he lands, <laughs> you turn it on. My favorite part is that his eyes just look dead and he's like, I looked in those eyes and I just knew he'd be back. It was like those <laughs> eyes were telling me death can't stop me. And I was just like, this is the best. So it only because I'm looking at the next scene, it is Jimmy Hitler, not Johnny Hitler. I don't it doesn't oh, make a difference. It? OK, it's but it's little Jimmy Hitler uh, because we cut to that wrestling match next. And. Lil Jimmy Hitler. Well, first of all, Georgie comes into the ring and he's just like an unbridled monster. He's just like an animal, just like roaming the ring. And then Lil Jimmy Hitler comes in and he's dressed, for lack of a better term, like a fetish Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cape. Yeah. A red he's got cape. A cape. 
red cape. He's got the the like hat and and the armband uh, and, the and everything. Yeah, and he's got blonde hair, but he's mm-hmm. got a black mustache. Yeah, which I found very funny. <laughs> so funny, so funny. Um, and they, I mean, it's wrestling air quotes. It's madness, is what it yeah. is. And and Georgie's losing a lot at first, but it, he ends up biting Jimmy Hitler. Big chunk. Big chunk, and then just spits blood and skin out onto the crowd directly into Connie's face. Yeah, and she not a fan. No, she's like taking me home. Yeah, which is surprising because the blood was pure. No, I'm so sorry. We don't have time to edit this podcast, oh, Mikey. No! <laughs> but I, I do think technically Jimmy Hitler won that wrestling match, though, because that would have disqualified him, right? No, he after he bit him, he pinned him. They counted. They counted it. Wait, so Jimmy Hitler lost? Nines. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because Georgie goes one, two, eight. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh my God. I guess that officially ended the thousand year Reich. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, me. We don't have time to edit this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> you mean the third count, right? <laughs> wow. Me. Oh, God. So she wants to go home. He obviously can't let her go home. And so he punches her. So she passes out and he's like, Yeah, she can't stand the sight of blood. And I'm like, he saw you punch her. Like, <laughs> he saw him punch her and then just said, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the cops where the chief is like, fuck that health food shit. We've got a different lead or whatever. Uh, but they decide to split up. And so Sheba is at one of the other health food places and she gets a call on. And this happens a couple times in the podcast. It's a house phone in the car. <laughs> It's not a car phone. I thought it was one of those old school car phones that were like hardwired into the car. I thought so too, because I remember people having those. But no, there's like a cradle and it moves around the car. Like it's not, <laughs> oh, it's, God. It's, it's not the same Hell place. Yeah. So it's fully just a house phone oh my God. in the car. Anyway, so she ends up pulled up next to the van with Georgie and Mikey and George is mooning her out the window and farting. She throws her burger at his butt. And as they drive away, she sees that the name of the van is the Tutman Cafe and realizes that that's Namtut yeah. backwards. Yeah. So she tells her partner to meet her at the cafe. So we cut to the back room of the cafe where they're starting the ritual and Mikey mispronounces like every Egyptian god he lists. That sounds pretty on brand. It does. It does indeed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they get to the part where Uncle Anwar is supposed to chime in and they realize that he's gone and that someone has broken in and stolen Uncle Anwar. As they're about to go grab the brain in the jar, because they've narrowed it down to the veggie guy somehow magically, uh, Sheba Jackson shows up and Georgie is like, putting his hands in the air and like dancing like a crazy person until Mikey knocks her out. And she wakes up hanging in the back room, just like from the ceiling, not like hanging by the neck, but hanging by the belt. We see her get freed later and it's just by cutting her little belt. Yep. Uh, We cut to Mr. Veggie, the other restaurant where we get a brain in the jar monologue again. And Again, we have people just like spitting out chewed food. It's like so much in this movie. Now, Paige, in Brain in a Jar's defense, 
Sure. It can't really do much else besides monologue. I know. I know. And and to be honest, I was here for it. I just wanted the monologues to be a little crazier and delivered better. <laughs> I wanted the monologues to be like far in the past on our home world of Caracas. And you're just like, okay, whatever. Let's do this. Anyway, so he's trying to give him recipes for their dishes which we find out is like cats virgins blood hard-boiled eggs it's like a hello fresh right there it's like so many ingredients and <laughs> pots and pans and like by the time you make a 30 minute supper your whole kitchen's full of blood and deep fried women's heads <laughs> shush puppies <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so they attack him with knives. They go after each other with cleavers because the, the brothers now arrived. They they try to hold the puppet hostage or the, the mannequin hostage. So yeah. good. Uh, and in the process, they do manage to get the jar and they slice one of his arms off and he runs away and tries to get in his car. And as they do, as he they does, slice they slice his, his other God. hand up. And so he's driving with no hands. Now, granted, his restaurant is in is not far from their restaurant. It's like right off Hollywood Boulevard. So he gets in the car and drives just in in no given direction. Just like the car is moving. And then he well, he doesn't know because blood has squirted onto the windshield. <laughs> I was about to say he that, can't yeah. see anything. And he drives literally into like the side of a rock face, like a mountain. Like he drives into the side of the PCH. Which oh, is yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that is what it's it is. It's miles away. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he just... made it a good bit. Yeah. That sense memory is real good when you're in a panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really easy to go far when you're driving hands free. <laughs> this was the prototype for the first Tesla. <laughs> so we cut to the van where they're sawing Shitar's head open and they pull out the existing brains to put the brain in a jar's brains inside. But as they do, he just like overhand chucks the brains at Connie yeah. <laughs> just like across the van. Oh, so good. Uh, so they put the brain in, we cut to the feast and this is where we get to club dread and we first see Dino. My name is Dino and I aim to please is what he's singing. And this is the performer on stage that has like Todd, you talk about Todd. It's just Todd up there. I don't understand why it's me at all. I don't know, but he's feeding salami to the crowd yeah. from his crotch. He looks like glam rock Lord Farquaad. Yeah, exactly. yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got two of his own Hitlers. <laughs> on guitar. On guitar and sax. Yeah. Oh, so he might have three Hitlers. He might have three Hitlers. Because he's got two on sax. So many Hitlers. Too many Hitlers. Anyway, so they're dragging a bucket through the dance floor and carrying Shitar's dead body. And they dump the cauldron at like the base of the stage. And they just like scatter spoons around the floor. <laughs> they get up to the stage and they read the last incantation and people in the audience start turning green. Meanwhile, the cops arrive. And this is again when we see the house phone in the car. Yeah. But, oh, I guess I missed where he comes yeah, back. The so, detective goes to the diner. Yeah. And, the detective goes to the, and cuts her belt. <laughs> cuts the and then he starts button. cutting her shirt open because he's clearly going to molest her. And he was like, I was only going to cut three or four buttons so you could breathe. Yeah. Regardless, they then they make their way to the club with the house phone in the car and they're calling for backup. And everyone's eating the stew. Connie is on the plinth. And Dino on stage is dancing around with like a plastic toy axe and a giant cod piece. Yeah. I don't know. but He cuts that person who's dressed as a cow in half. In the, in the background 
and there's somebody dressed as like some sort of cow horse hybrid and he uses the fake axe to cut them in half and it makes no sense and I love it. <laughs> so anyway, the cops are trying to get in and the door guy is like, we get killers in here all the time. There's still a cover charge. <laughs> so she pulls a gun on him. Yeah. So they, they get inside, but the crowd is now basically zombies and they're calling on Shitar to wake up, and she fucking does. Yeah. But just as she's about to eat Connie, the cops shoot Shitar, although they kind of miss. They try to shoot Mikey, but he kind of deflects it with the knife, and they basically disrupt the ritual. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shitar has, like, exorcist-level pea soup barf. Oh, yeah. Shitar is nasty. Yeah, she's she a nasty girl, because then she opens up her like dress to reveal a giant stomach vagina with teeth. Yeah. Think about the chest mouth scene from The Thing. It sort of looks like that. Yeah. It looks like that. So... As this is all happening, the uh, detective Shiba has like shot people. Her partner comes running up and goes like, it's so loud in here. I couldn't find a parking spot. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, what is this? Um, but then Shitar starts just like shooting people with lightning. So she kills one of the Hitlers, then Dino and his head's like a blood fountain. And she basically like she pulls like a carry on the entire club with lightning. Yeah, yeah. And somehow the cops have unlimited bullets. Uh, Connie tries to run away. There's shots of the cops inside and outside the club at the same time because everyone runs out of the club. And so you see the cops with them. And then you also see them back in the club, which is pretty funny. They try to feed Connie to Shitar, but the cop shoots Mikey in the eye. He's dead. And they rescue Connie. And yeah, Mikey is dead. Georgie is very upset that Mikey's dead. So he swings a meat hook and catches the cop partner, the the tongue one, and like drags him up. And he's going to try and feed him to Shitar. But they managed to get Georgie to give her some head instead <laughs> by sticking his head into her stomach, yeah. vagina, mouth. And then... They end up literally just like shooting as many people in that club as they can. Yeah, like indiscriminately shooting just indiscriminately shooting people. Right. Uh, We cut to outside after when the ambulances have arrived and they're just dragging bodies on the ground. No stretchers, just like by a foot, just like dragging them. And we cut to a blonde woman in a red dress walking down the sidewalk. She gets catcalled, and he's saying gross shit, just like, I'm oh, gonna stick my dude. big sausage in ya. It's like real. I like, I like to say my name to the woman I'm gonna stick my sausage in later. Yeah, oh. Ugh. And so he just opens the door, and she gets in, and he's like, what's your name? And she says, they call me Shitar. And he's just like, oh yeah. And they drive. Except it's the brain's voice. It's the brain's voice, because it's Uncle Anwar, and they drive off into the sunset. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie for two and a half hours. Good Lord. What do you guys think about Blood Diner? So good. There are some very, very funny things in this movie. I don't know that I will be able to watch it again. Except to snag <laughs> with subtitles a photo of that dog with cat, cat sounds. Noises. Yeah, yeah, cat yeah. Cat noises. <laughs> subtitled under it um but i don't think i can sit through the whole thing again because the vomit noises were just way too much yeah this movie is objectively terrible but not like in a fun way there are like a handful of like laugh out loud funny moments but it's not worth watching yeah oh this movie is a instant classic if you like genre films and cult classics and things like that if you like silly shit you will like this movie 
Well, there are whole countries that disagreed with you, and I will get into it in fun facts. I disagree with whole countries all the time. <laughs> Australia. Don't antagonize <laughs> Australia. You got off easy with Scotland. I, I honestly thought, uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought Mikey was going to say Chicago was a whole country, and like that would have been very funny to me. <laughs> But Paige, do you want to just get to those fun facts then? Yeah, because there are very, very, very few fun facts well, about this movie. Well, hit us with those fun facts. Blood Diner, Diner fun, fun facts. facts. When this movie was released, it was banned in pretty much all of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadians were like, sorry, but no. <laughs> uh, as Mikey told earlier, this was originally intended to be a sequel to Blood Feast, 1963, by Herschel Gordon Lewis. Uh that's why they have similar titles. But before they started production, they decided to retool the script so it would kind of be a remake instead of a sequel. They shot this film in three weeks. <laughs> of course they the did. Char- yeah, of course they did. The character of Little Michael was actually portrayed by a female actress named Roxanne Osco. Oh, okay. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun <laughs> facts. Let's talk some box office, of which there really isn't any. I mean... We do know that the budget was $330,000, which you guys kind of alluded to earlier, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't released in theaters that I could no, find. No, there was a limited theatrical release at drive-ins. Okay, there's no mon- monetary value tied to that. The only monetary value we could find was in the whole market performance, like domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales, and it made $167,000 from there. But if it did get a limited drive-in release i bet it made money it's made more it it was released on vhs it was released on dvd and it was released on blu-ray that's all home market that's all included in that number (laughs) well but not the drive-in numbers like i bet it probably made its money back it probably made 330 but not anything over that roku paid something to have it probably not that much i'm sure they would have to i mean it's not public domains they would have had to pay something i thought jimmy hitler called them and Beg to get this movie in. <laughs> Maybe. But how much would you pay to watch the Macho Man wrestle Jimmy Hitler? So much. I would watch that, yeah. <laughs> I would watch him snap into that Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10, how scary we found the film today. Not a scale of quality. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Uh, it's a hard one for me, dog. Yeah, it's a one. Oh, even if you, even since you threw up, there's no body horror on that. That's not scary. It's just gross. Yeah, it wasn't scary at all. It was just, gr- it was gross. I'm gonna also give it a one. Yeah, that checks out. So this week, Mikey made us watch Blood Diner, and I'll never forgive him for that. And next week, the listeners have chosen out of the listener request movies. Which, by the way, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Y'all chose it. Oh, you mean about getting shit because people are saying it's not horror movies or whatever? Yeah, I also have an argument for it being a horror movie, but also I did not choose it, so I do not care. <laughs> yeah, a lot. There was so much gatekeeping going on uh, in the horror community about this specifically because the finalists were Jurassic Park, The Mummy. From 1999, not the actual horror train wreck mummy that Tom Cruise did. And not the original horror classic Universal Monster Mummy. Sure, sure, sure. On which the 1999 one is based. Right. Uh, And then Ginger Snaps, which has been (laughs) in the finalist a bunch but never won. And that trend continues this month. And uh, Wicker Man. Those are the final four, right? The winner. Yeah, Ginger Snaps is the Beyonce of the listener request. (laughs) Always nominated, never winning. Yeah. um, The... Mummy crushed the listener request, (laughs) like crushed almost twice as much as Ginger Snaps. That was number two. Okay, okay. I stand the mummy. I I love it. It scared me shitless as a kid, like shit 
list. I have not seen it since the 90s. I, I haven't seen it recently, but it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, even though it used to scare the shit out of me. And it is based on the original universal horror, The Mummy. Like, it's the same story and everything. So I, I call it horror. Someone in the Discord said it was like family horror, which I was like, that makes sense, actually. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say this is, if you are a horror virgin, The Mummy's a great place to start. Yeah, it's very accessible. Sure, yeah. It's very accessible. Is it is it fucking hereditary? No. Oh, thank God. But if you watch The Mummy and you really like it and you kind of like that excitement of being scared maybe you get into other shit like yeah, who yeah, knows like, if you want like the mummy but with boobs and lots of hitlers then you go to blood diner <laughs> lots of hitlers <laughs> lots of hitlers <laughs> three to four so your homework for next week is to stop bitching about what is horror and isn't horror and watch the mummy Yay! Yeah. I understand why people might not like the mummy just as a movie, but gatekeeping sucks. Yeah, yeah. Almost like when you pick a movie like Blood Diner and people don't like it for no reason. It's- hey, we watched it. Yeah, <sighs> and I will openly admit this is horror, but it's also horrible. Yeah, yeah. horrible. So, Mikey, about that review, I'm gonna read a short one because I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> All right. uh, okay. Cat says, "Longtime listener." That's the title of the review, right? Oh, I thought that was the whole review, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay." I just gagged laughing at the Wicker Man episode. <laughs> Thanks for all you guys do. Well, thank you so much, Seacat, for that awesome but brief review. And if you want to, Mikey, mm-hmm. read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all in Individual, you can do that as well. Page is at Page Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph24, and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd awesome. Well, we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's, Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick B. Nick B. Fun fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's vegan except for people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's a people-tarian? Yeah, he's a people-tarian. That checks out. That checks out. This episode also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business. And Brandon's Bug Business is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you want him to ship you some bugs... Reach out to Bug Cage Company on Facebook and he will do just that. I've been thinking of getting a praying mantis for a pet and naming it Zorak. So like. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I don't know if they do praying mantises or praying mantis, but you could check. Mantids. Oh, is it mantids? All right. Well, there you go. Mantids. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to show you some creepiest spider videos. So I'm going to do 
just that. You guys ready? Giant spider surprises scientists may give you nightmares. Oh my god, it killed a possum. Well, I think that's a rat. No, it's a possum. No, that's a possum. What? Yes. How big is that spider? It's the size of a dinner plate. Dinner plate. Oh my god, I can't. I can't watch this. Oh my god. Okay, I can't watch. No. Hey, you know what, Todd? It's just playing dead. The spider's body was bigger than a baseball. Jesus. If I saw a spider like that in person, I would shoot it. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by the letter Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones and Agent Carter Netflix TV show. So check it out on any podcast app. Uh, this episode also brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week, guys? She joined one of those topless aerobics cheerleading. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ugh. Thank God she didn't get shot by Reagan because he's been dead for years, but you never know. <laughs> Oof. This episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom, and Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some Awesome Possum facts, so here's one for you. The gestation period from insemination to given live birth of a possum is 12 days. Possums are only perganinant for 12 days? Yeah. That is actually a true fact that blew my mind so hard I remembered it like a week later. I've been holding that fact in for so long. For 12 days? It's probably been about 12 days. days. Yeah. (laughs) We now return you to another episode of uh, The The Patrioticals. Patrioticals. (sighs) Welcome welcome back to Patrioticals. Last week was a prequel episode. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it was. I thought Clan McMuffin rose up to conquer... The moon people? The moon got destroyed, and they're dealing with the fallout of the moon being destroyed. Jesco from the Illuminati, he invited um, Isaac and um, the moon, uh, Danielle and Aaron, the moon people, what was left of them. Uh, And he was like, look, I don't think you're monsters. You guys get it? (laughs) Yeah, we get it, Mikey. (laughs) Yeah. So they're in they're in Dreskel's <laughs> Illuminati bunker, but he's like, look, this is the opportunity. And we found out last week that Dreskel has Chippendale inside his brain controlling him. Yes, as, like, we did. People, yeah. And he's like, this is our opportunity to, to control the world. Are you guys in? And Isaac's like, absolutely. Absolutely, I'm in. And then he's like, Isaac, what do you remember about the Sunny D virus? <gasps> oh, my God. That was literally so long ago. That was back when Paige sounded different. Yeah. <laughs> so the moon people are very mad at Earth. So they they agree to join Dreskel in the Illuminati and taking over the world. Um, okay. I mean, they no longer have a home world because they lived on the moon. So they're on the market for a new home world. I'm glad you can empathize. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, up on the surface, it's chaos. There's just chaos going on. Uh, Dave, who just is having a rough rough patch, he immediately gets crushed by a moon shard and he's dead. oh jesus moon shards eddie is talking to a bunch of mammals different mammals to help rescue people and his longtime girlfriend now sasha is helping him analyze which the best way to rescue people they're kind of patching things up or whatever uh kate is with them they're they're in a big city they're in the city of chicago oh okay it's a little city <laughs> <laughs> Not architecturally important. It it doesn't really matter who wrote those buildings, Mikey. Yeah. It's some some place in Illinois, small town, you never heard of it. Oh, Carbondale. Okay. They're in Carbondale? Yeah. 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 Somewhere there. And they're rescuing people there. Karoom and uh, 
Domosaurus are in their spaceship making sweet hot love again because they've been reignited reunited as the moon falls in the background trailing the things because they're not of this planet they don't care just picture them like out by the observation window moon shards raining down on the planet earth and it's just like reunited and we bone so good no 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 no. hallelujah is playing because it's basically the scene from watchmen <laughs> With the owl and yep. the specter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Scott and uh, Wes, who's on Scott's shoulder now, are also helping in that little town in Illinois. <laughs> Carbondale. Uh, yeah, Carbondale. But pulling up outside of the town is the truck executioner. No, come on. And the window rolls down, and it's most evil Matthew driving. That makes sense. And his girlfriend. Kaylee, who is giving him roadhead, but it's actually a severed body's head. It's it's it's, it's oh, Dave's this is head. terrible. Oh, it's oh, Dave's it's head <laughs> in his lap. It's not actually touching his penis. That'd be disgusting. Oh, okay. So like, but she's like making a joke about it. Oh, okay. So she's like pantomiming roadhead with yeah. Dave's severed <laughs> head. Okay, that I'm okay with. I guess. Yeah, so that's uh, the end of the episode. Well, I can't wait to find out what happens next week on another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye! Vegan nerds. <laughs> I always hate when the Sheetar witnesses come and knock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs>